At some stage when, when you're new to the game, and I got my first apartment in Poland, I was chasing the bug. And it turns out that's okay, you, you can you can get lucky and you know somebody's going to stay here, maybe. Or maybe they're going to move out within four months. And then, you know, you spend another month looking for people. So what uh, became clear was uh, the quality of the tenant is pretty much the most important thing. Uh, because if, if it's a steady growth, it's better than just, you know, having these home runs right there, uh, right uh, now and then. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right. Today, we are super pumped to bring you Pavel Blazevich um, with Peppa Properties. Um, Pavel here actually has experience in three international markets. So we're super excited to talk about how real estate investing could vary country to country. But before we get into that, we'd love to kick it off with a story. So could you tell us your craziest real estate transaction or experience that you've had thus far? Sure. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, well, for, for me, the craziest one was uh, to buy two houses at, uh, in, in one day. Uh, so that was something that I've uh, never done before. And, and uh, that was at the very beginning of the journey when we when we started investing here in Canada. Uh, and that just blew my mind. So yeah, that, that was the, the craziest one for me so far. That's so awesome. It's like having twins. That's right. So yeah, let's let's dive into these different countries. Like I think that's what one of the things that makes you so unique is that experience. And so is it fair to say that in each of the countries you've invested in, you live there while you're investing, or is that not a fair assumption? Yeah, it's. Uh, I was I was born in Poland, so you know, so I started investing in Poland after I got my first uh, apartment. Uh, then moving to Ireland, uh, I'm not a big fan of renting, uh, so it, it didn't take long for for us to get uh, our own corner. Uh, and after we moved to Canada, it was the same approach, uh, and then. Once we learned what kind of products, uh, financial products are available here in this market, well, that opened way so many other doors, right? So part of uh, just just buying your primary residence, we managed to find a way to you know recycle the cash and and just buy more. So that that was something yeah. that wasn't clear in Europe. Like in Europe, that that product doesn't seem to be. If it exists, I I don't think it's it's for the public. Like they they do not want you to tap into the equity of the house. Interesting. So when you say they don't want you to top tap into the equity of the house, is that just they make things so expensive? Is it regulated? What what makes it so difficult? It, it's regulated. It's very towards the family and towards making sure that the citizens have a shelter. And uh, we know that some people might might use the money in different ways, not necessarily in the you know making sure that it is going to grow and, and provide them uh, uh, well being for the future. They might just blow it out on you know holidays and cars and stuff like that. And then what would they would end up without the house and without the roof over their head. And I think the government, especially in Ireland, uh, in Poland, well, again, you, you can't tap into the equity. I don't, I don't think the government would be, you know, so pro-family. Uh, but it, it's the same concept. They, they will not allow you to tap into the equity because you just can't do it. Uh, unless there's a health risk that you have a serious condition and you need the money, then Ireland is going to allow you to do that. Poland doesn't. So, so is it fair to say then that there is no such thing as like a refinance market in, in those countries? Nope, there isn't. If you want to get the money back, you need to sell it. 
wow, that, wow, this is cool. I didn't even know this, that this was a thing. So is, is this one of the reasons you moved was for greener pastures in the sense, I mean, not greener because Ireland's really green, but <laughs> like if, if, you know, did you want to be able to tap into the equity? Is that why you moved or kind of give us the, like your timeline? How old were you in each of these moves and what was, give us the rationale behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the first move from Poland to Ireland was just curiosity. What else is out there? So, you know, move, move to Ireland. It was very simple because uh, after, you know, Poland joined European Union, you can, you can move within European Union and immediately can work. So the, you know, it limits the number of uh, documents and paperwork that you need to uh, jump through. Uh, now this move uh, across the pond, it's a completely different story because you have to provide so many different things. Especially that we're coming in as, as a PR, right? It's like I was coming with the whole family. I don't want to, you know, within a year, I like the country, but, you know, the policy changed and I need to get out, right? It, it, it's a hassle to move the whole family. Uh, when we're, you know, single or, or, or with all kids, well, that was easy. You just pack up and, and, and you go. Now with kids and dogs and, you know, it, it, it gets a little more complicated. Uh, so the first move was, was just curiosity. And the second move was, um, well, Ireland is absolutely fantastic country. I love it. Uh, but we decided to, you know, we, we need to try something else uh, before, you know, settling down for sure. And uh, we tried Canada and so far we like it. It's, it's again, and then after moving, we, we did not know the financial aspect was no um, variable in this, in this decision-making process, right? It, it was just, we wanted to see something new. Canada looked interesting. We hopped in here. It's the gateway to the U.S. You can, you have the whole North America portion to, to visit, right? And we always want to do that and flying in and flying back. Well, that's, that's costly, right? It's easier to move and just, you know, uh, go, go inside the North America. So the travel was the major factor and the fact that we already had a child. Uh, we, we started the process migrating to Canada before we had the first child. Uh, and then once we had the child, it, it also changes the way you think. Well, at, at least it did for me. So we started, you know, looking into, okay, well, now we need to be serious. Like if we need to, you know, do this, uh, uh, a little bit more due diligence to make sure that the decisions that we're making is only not affecting us. It's also not a human being that we made and we're responsible for. Right? So, uh, so I think this is this was the uh, what triggered us trying to research what we can do in Canada. And, and after we moved, uh, we bought the first house within one year. Again, not the big, biggest uh, uh, renter fan uh, over here from from my perspective. I, uh, I like my clients. I love them, uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm good with paying my own mortgage type of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it turned out that you can decide to cash, that you can tap into the equity of the house. There's different financial products, like uh, whole life insurances that you can pump up and, you know, take the money out and, and just just finance stuff in a different way. So you can create that cycle of, of cash flow uh, that, that doesn't really leave your uh, your environment or your, your you know, snow globe that you created. Right? So, so that I, I became fascinated with this concept and I, I know where I'm going and I'm on the route, right? It's like I'm not there yet, but uh, at least the, the plan is clear. And, and one of the main vehicles that we chose for our financial situation is the um, uh, real estate. Right? So we do, we do a lot of real estate. So was real estate your thing in Ireland, in Poland, or did it just become a thing for you once you got to Canada? You know, um, the main thing is IT. I, I build data centers and I build clouds. Uh, and so I've been, you know, with, with one uh, company for so long. And, and you know, it, it took me to places that, you know, 
Uh, and that's, that's the second part what I like. It's like I like the engineering section of my life and, and that feeds that engineering part. And then real estate is the uh, entrepreneur type of approach. And then I can do whatever I want with permission of my wife as well. Which is and this, this seems to be something that I, that I observe like, so you're in the multifamily space. Now that could be the influence of Canadians because it seems like every Canadian that we talk to that's in real estate investing is in multifamily because that's where the cash flow is. Mm -hmm. But it also seems to be a function of interest too. So most of the people that we see that are multifamily are typically like your engineering minds, your data minds, all that type of thing, where not your like, you know, free spirited salespeople, um, that type of thing. Would you agree with that? Do you think that that more analytical uh, mindset leads itself, lends itself much better to a multifamily portfolio? I have an analytical mind, so I can I can speak from that. And so, yes, there's a lot of moving parts, starting from taxes, corporations, to, you know, how to scale. And all of a sudden, I mentioned getting the two houses, so four units, and that was, you know, whoa, now we need, you know, rules and some processes so if you're getting like a 20 unit and you haven't done it before yeah, that's kind of a shocker right but the fact that the commercial multi-units how it works is like if, if you pump in one dollar you can take out pretty much twenty dollars and that leveraging is just it's it, it's blowing my mind so uh when we started with the small residential units so you know up to four uh that was okay that's 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 nice but the fact you know, on, on the resale on refinance, when you do it, uh, uh, there is different rules that apply over here, right? So it's, they go with comparables and five and up units, they do, uh, they do it in a different way. They do it on the, um, on the actual income from, from the property itself. So the property, uh, the, the property is a subject of the mortgage. They do not really look at you. They look at the numbers from the property. So it doesn't matter how many buildings I have. I just need to have the down payment and that's, you know, there's ways to get that. Totally. One of the things that I have observed too is like the the multifamily mindset like is generally centered around analytics. And so therefore, like things don't seem to bother multifamily people as much. It's like, oh, there was a shooting at one of our apartments or this (laughs) thing burned down or this person stole the copper wires or, you know, like it just seems it doesn't affect that. Would you say that's true for you too? I think it's also the time that, that you spend with, uh, with the market. I, I've been renting stuff for the last almost 20 years. So I, I've seen, I've seen my bids. Now, multifamily, you, you know, you all of a sudden you're getting a lot of more stories at the end of it. So yes, you need to be, uh, you need to at least be aware that these things happen and, and make sure that if it happens to you, you recover it. Is, is it from the insurance perspective or, or you just have a gut or somebody to deal with it? Yeah? I'm Irish, so I have a particular bias. Um, you know, got some questions I want to ask you. What would you say, like, top one or two things about living in Ireland that you loved? And what are the top things that you love about Canada? Okay. Well, Ireland Ireland's very similar when it comes to the culture to Poland, right? It's just a different different language. That's it, right? And and for the rest... Uh, the willingness to, you know, the, the openness of people, the partying, the, it's just, it's just such a lovely country. We, we, I spent five years in Cork and then five years in Dublin. And, uh, between them two cities, I, I met so many nice people. We, we visited Ireland, uh, on, on our way 
uh, to Europe uh, this year as well. So we managed to, you know, revisit the friends that we hadn't seen in, in a year or two because of the pandemic. And it's every time that, you know, I land in Ireland, my, my heart just grows. So I, I absolutely love this country. Uh, and what, one of the best things is that people are very open. They are, they taught me so much apart, apart from English, because when I landed in that country, English, English wasn't there. Um, it, it's just a different approach to life. In, in Poland, it's a little bit more gloomy, and in Ireland, it's uh, even though it's raining, it's, it's very bright. As a you know, your feelings are out there, like and and that nation is it's a fun nation. It's fun to be around them, and it's it's it's, it's good just to get immersed in that. Uh, Canada, uh, so many different opportunities over here, man. It's like it, at some stage I was exporting cars from Canada to Europe, and I did like eighty of them, and and it's just I I don't do cars. I don't know too much about cars, but I know numbers. The numbers checked out, so you know that business took off. Uh, it's kind of died after after February this year uh, because of you know the situations in 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 Poland and, and Europe that 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 has changed a little bit and the approach to that and the numbers do not work anymore. So I shut that down uh, and focusing on on real estate 100% right now. So in Canada, it, it's just wherever you go, if you want to, if you're interested in something, and same for US. It's, it's US is 10 times bigger, right? so you guys have it. I, I don't even know. I don't have the comparison. I've never done it. Uh, one day, one day, US. Yeah. So Tim, Tim, kind of hop in here with us on on this. So, like one one thing that's running through my mind is is the the differences between investing. And so you mentioned the idea you can't pull money out, but can you describe some of the other differences? Hmm. When it comes to cash flow, it's very easy to get cash flow in in, in these two countries, at least in these two markets that I'm familiar with in the Indian countries. Uh, when it comes to tenants and versus landlords. Now I'm in Ontario, so that's, that's, uh, they have specific rules over here. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's more fair in Europe to what they have going on in Ontario. In Ontario, I might be, uh, waiting between six to nine months to regain, you know, uh, my, my apartment. That's, that was, uh, uh, something that, that I, uh, got interested in. So that, that's certainly a difference. Uh, you do not need 20% to go in, uh, at least you didn't at that stage, uh, three and a half and 5% uh, is what we needed. Uh, there was more help from the government to get you the, the, the first house. Uh, so especially if you have a, have a child, that's like, they will go as down as, as 2% of the down payment, even sometimes, right? At least, uh, I'm talking a couple of years back, right? So maybe a decade back. Uh, so I haven't done uh, too many purchases uh, over there right now because of the fact that you can recycle the cash and I'm going to go back there once, once I'm good and, you know, this, this business is pouring over here. Uh, but, uh, well, right now we're focusing mainly on Canada, uh, just, just to make sure that we can sustain our lifestyle with the cash flow from the property. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the job that we have, we're, we have no plans of leaving because again, that's, that's another passion. Uh, for now, so it's, uh, we just want to make sure that we're financially independent for whatever reason something happens, we're good, right? We have two kids now, one Irish, one Canadian. Uh, we need to make sure that you know, there is food on the table. Basically. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm curious how the European market works then. Like, is real estate investing a common industry that people get into out there? Because obviously you have some limitations out there if you can't cash out and refinance. I mean, I suppose fixing and flipping is possible as long as you are selling it right away. Like, is this a large-scale business in Europe like it is in the North America, or is it totally different out there, like almost non-comparable? 
Yeah, it doesn't grow as fast. So we were we were after a shock. We moved to Canada, and the first year, I think it was twenty percent of the houses grew, the prices, and then sixteen, and then twenty five. And I was like, it has to stop. This is this is madness. I, I wasn't used to this. Right? Every every year was two or three percent. It was steadily going up, and, and we're good. Uh, so that was that was a very interesting uh, experience after we moved here. Uh, now, is it a big business? Uh, I. I was in IT. I wasn't doing it as a business. I, I just had, you know, a couple of uh, properties in Poland to get into the property. is very, depending on where you are and where you live, right? It's like right now, Zloty is quite down. So, you know, if you live in Canada, investing in Poland is quite cheap, right? But again, you need to be aware of what you're getting into. Uh, of course, if you're inside the Polish market, you might see it in a different way. Uh, but coming from the outside of Poland, it's, it's, you can you can get a property, you're in US dollars, so Thirty thousand US dollars, and you can get a cash flowing apartment that somebody else takes care of. You don't, you, you don't have to do anything. You just park your money and just wait. And it's, it's between eight to ten percent of the return. So it's it's good. It's good. Right? It's like uh, you just need to be aware where what is the market, what are the policies, uh, the fact that you can't, you know, take the cash out whenever whenever you need it is is something that I, I like to make sure that my investors know. Uh, because what's happening right now is there's a lot of there's a strong community for of, of Polish people here in, in Toronto and surrounding, and they they like to have some kind of strength attached towards the motherland. Right? So what what we can do is can take their money, park in there, and right? we have the systems and, and stuff like that. So right now, after realizing what what is capable over here, we started building you know the other aspects in Europe, uh, and that seems to be working quite okay. We've done a couple of of, uh, of these transactions, and they seem to be. Good, because transferring money between continents is always tricky, and also you need to get a certain person that is comfortable with that. Because well, the money leaves the country. What happens then? Eh? So, so you can you can. Uh, but again, getting into uh, properties in in Poland, at least the market that I invest in is thirty to forty thousand, uh, you know, U.S. dollars. Right? So it's uh, yeah, it's not not you're not asking for millions, right? Let's put it this way. So people are more comfortable with that. Ireland is a little bit more expensive, uh, but again, if you do a multifamily, I'm trying to get a multifamily unit in, in Ireland right now in Dublin. It's tricky. There's different regulations, so I'm, I'm learning as, as I go. The, the apartments or single family houses, yeah, that's no problem at all, but it's all in euros. Right? So euro is quite expensive currency, So, but then the returns are in euros as well. Right? I, I haven't done it uh, on a business uh, level yet in Ireland because it's an expensive market. Uh, uh, but we'll see. We'll, we'll work on Canada now, and then and then come back to Ireland once we once we're more financially steady. Absolutely. Thank you for the clarity there. That makes a ton of sense. Um, I think you alluded to this earlier, but I might have misheard you. Um, did you mention that you were looking into potentially investing in the U.S. market as well in the near future? I think uh, after emerging myself in, in in this real estate community in Canada, there is a lot of people doing business in in U.S. And your prices over there versus these prices, it's, it's also, you know, you can get in for, for a smaller chunk of money. Over here, I need, I need a proper amount of money to get into. Now we're looking at the six, like, uh, we need, uh, $175,000, right? Just to start the conversation. So it's, I, in, in, in my world, $175,000 is still a large sum, right? It's like, so uh, I can do it with myself maybe once or twice, but, well, you need you need others, right? So, so now I'm you know working towards uh, 
we're building relationships and make sure that you know uh, people know what we do, how we do it, and then what are the values behind it, and then you know if if it aligns with their values and and what they want to get, uh, uh, we can do stuff together. So that that's an interesting totally. portion as well, right? This this uh, networking. This, we we've been doing it in Canada for the last two years, so kind of fresh, right? You, you still learn, and we're still you know uh, we've done one JV, uh, and the rest is only our money, uh, you know, personal money. Right? So we have all them things going on, and uh, and yeah, you learn. And uh, one of the things what what uh, happened was we we learned that uh, maybe Ontario, uh, maybe we should look into other provinces that you know the tenants and and uh, uh, landlords, they have a little bit different rules, more fair, uh, rather than ba or balanced situation, rather than you know leading towards one side. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to what we were talking about with Ireland appreciating at two or three percent a year, and Canada appreciating at these astronomical rates, which generally I'm imagining is going to lead to rises and falls, whereas it sounds like Ireland is more just very steady. Like if you looked at the last 50 or 100 years in Ireland, is it like, do they just not really have recessions too much? It's just just a very slow, straight climb or or do they experience recessions as well? You know, they, they were hit hard in 2007, 2008. They were hit hard, right? So I, I was living in Dublin then. I was going back to Poland for, I think, a year, year and a half. And after I came back, again, in IT industry, right? So I, I came back to the customers I was working with and uh, companies from architects, 90, 100 architects down to two. And you know, it's four lease times everywhere, so they they were hit hard. And then when I uh, when you know this was this is when I uh, jumped into the real estate market, and because it was just it was just out there, like it's like it's, it, this was super cheap uh, in comparison to what happened. So yeah, the, the, then when they were coming out of it, uh, and they were actually bailed out of it by by European Union, uh, that the prices jump up, and and they just continued steadily going up. So now now over here in Toronto, you hear that you know the prices went down. 20, 22%, something like that, which on a million dollar house, well, that's quite significant jump in value. Uh, and uh, in, in, in Ireland, it's just, just continues taking up. Wow. So we, uh, try to move to Ireland now. There is no, you, you won't be able to find a room. Like we have friends trying to find rooms and like you can't do it because Ireland has become an IT hub and, and also to the tax options and tax uh, different regulations on the tax level the big companies want to be there right because they save a lot of money and when they go they go dublin or cork or go away so uh it, it's just the big companies like apple for example or or facebook they just they just rent the whole uh, uh levels of hotels for their future employees they stop relocating right so it's uh it's a crazy market down there when it comes to you know the, the space because they don't have the room Right, it's like, and, and they try to build as they go, but it's not that fast. Right? So, yeah, that's it, it, interesting. It so it's just it hard, hard to buy. It is hard to buy. So uh, with it, to sign but, up. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious. So with it being that impacted and having that much demand, I'm curious why prices are only jumping up two to three percent. I don't know. It, it just they just don't go any any higher than that. It's like it, it's quite regulated market. When it comes to rent and mm -hmm. stuff like that, when when I used to live there, I moved there in two thousand six. Six. Uh, we had we had incidents when I was the renter, uh, and the landlord came in and they told us, "Listen, next month the rent is jumping up hundred percent. If you don't like it, you have a month." And there was 
that was it. Right? So either either you, you go with that, or or you need to find another place to uh, to live. But guess what's going to happen? If you're in the same market and you're trying to look around, it's the same number, right? That he wants now, right? So that that was that was unfair, and the government looked at it, going, "That's not going to happen," and they put caps on. So now we have like 2.4 percent or something like that, which is which is uh, it's more fair. Let's put it this way, because again, that that type of behavior is needed to be uh, to be stopped. Uh, but uh, when it comes to purchases, mm, in the last, we've been there what, ten, nine years, uh, the house grew hundred uh, percent in in value. Right? So up and down, up and down, but it went hundred percent up. Right? But in order to regain yeah. that that money, what do you need to sell it? So. Yeah, that's so interesting. Such a different game when you can't refi your money out. It is. So you cheaper. mentioned the idea. Yeah. But when exactly. it comes to what I mean by cheaper is, is the, the fee. For example, I have a condo there uh, and there's no condo. Well, there is a condo fee annually. So when I moved over here and we wanted to rent the condo and they go, it's 700 maintenance fee. I was like, oh, it's 700 by 12, it's not that bad. She says, no, no, but monthly. And that, that was a new you know, information for me as well, because what do you mean 700 monthly? Like, it's like, this is a lot of money, right? It's like, Per year, so I, I pay about seven fifty a year in Dublin, right? And then, yeah, all of this seven hundred a month here. That that didn't land well, that so yeah. Yeah, you mentioned rent caps, and you mentioned them in a positive light. Now that you're in Canada buying these multifamilies, and the value of your assets and the value of your cash flow is based on rent increases. Like, what do you think is the right thing for a country to do in respect to? have rent caps, not have rent caps? If so, based on what factors? What about people, investors buying properties that are way below rent? Should they have an ability to catch up to market? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, thoughts are going to be different so depending on where you stand. Right? It's like if, if, if you have clients that are renting from you, well, of course, you want the most amount of money. Uh, but what, what we focus on, money is always a secondary thing for us. It's, it's the quality of, of living. It's, it's safety of the place because where we're providing, you know, housing for, for people that they live there with their friends and families and children, right? So the, the security and, and uh, safeness, is that the English word? Uh, of, of the place is certainly not something that is on, on our mind, right? So we don't, if, if we're, we took over a triplex just recently, the back staircase was just wobbly, you know, the a fire exit, right? So that was the main thing that we focused on. We didn't care about the rest of them. Right, so we picked that up, uh, and well, that that property is not going to bring any money this year because well, that that was quite expensive. Wood is quite expensive in labor right now. Uh, so we we knew about it, but we still did it because it's, it's again money is a secondary thing. Right? It's, it's, uh, we have a bigger bigger thing going on over here. So, uh, but yes, I'd like to do business with more uh, business friendly states or uh, provinces rather than. You know, leaning towards one side again. Ontario is bringing it to to, to almost extreme. Uh, so that that was an interesting lesson to learn. Right? That's you know these things differ between provinces as well, and and I'm sure states as well. I, I haven't done too much in in US. Uh, I, I was looking in Florida, and I like Florida. But from the you know selfish perspective, I want to do a small Airbnb and just use it as we go down as well. Right? So, yeah, we've done one Christmas in Florida and. Christmas in short, I can, I can get you for that. Absolutely. Very cool stuff here. 
Um, so you actually you mentioned on the pre-call that you like to focus on providing affordable housing. So you're not looking to, um, you know, you're looking to help out the community essentially. So can we talk about like where that mindset came from and how it developed? Uh-huh. That's uh, at some stage when when you're new to the game and I got my first uh, apartment in Poland, I was chasing the bug. And it turns out that's okay. You, you can you can get lucky, and you know somebody's going to stay here, maybe, uh, or maybe they're going to move out within four months, and then you know you need to spend another month looking for people. So what uh, became clear was uh, the quality of the tenant is pretty much the most important thing, uh, because it, if it's a steady growth, it's it's better than just you know having these home runs right there, uh, right uh, now and then. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's. It, it came from Europe, and over here we do the same thing. Whenever we take a new tenant, we make sure that it it is not the highest uh, on on the market. We we stay with the market rent, of course, uh, but the quality of the tenant is something that is uh, superior to the amount of money. So we we picked uh, just recently we picked a a, a tenant that was uh, actually paying us seventy dollars less, uh, but it just felt right, so we 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 did that. So, yeah. And affordable housing, mm, it is important, especially right now. There is such a crisis everywhere, right? So your, your country is like about four, four point five million houses missing. Uh, here they have one point five million, so they're trying to, you know, they're expecting one point five million uh, migrants in the next three years. These people need to need to live somewhere, right? And most of them are going to land in Toronto and Ontario because, well, Quebec, you need French most of the things and, and the rest is quite cold right so i'm sure you know a certain percentage is going to go to vancouver uh and, and calgary and saskatchewan maybe winnipeg but that's that's when it comes to canada mainly it's toronto right as, as, a, as a as a new migrant because that's where the option is that, that's where the money is but in order to rent a two-bedroom apartment over here right now it's 3500 so that's that's key right so that that can that will probably price most of people out from this market and they'll go, maybe if they stay in Ontario, they'll go a little bit north or they'll just go well, east or west. Right? So. Absolutely. Makes a ton of sense. So you had mentioned before that you um, are looking more into networking and to developing partnership relationships and things of that nature. Can we talk about your approach to networking? Like how are you looking to build and grow these funds so that you could acquire more properties utilizing, you know, OPM? other people's money hmm. um, what uh, became clear with the multifamily game that, that you were asking about so single family homes it's a you, you can do it single-handedly that's that's no problem you're, you're going to you know spend a year or two years save up and, and buy another property uh, but with multifamily especially the bigger deals like four and a half million how, how, how do you do that I, I can't do it myself right not not every time so it, it became clear that you need people and uh, you need, it's a, it's a team sport in a way. Right? So you need all the people around you, lawyers, accountants, and uh, real estate uh, uh, people, but you also need your partners. Right? So in order to hop on a partnership like that, it's a partnership that will last five years, seven years. We come in in, in you know seven years period. Right? So when we come in and take over the building, the building is planned out for seven years. If anything nice happens in between, fantastic. If not, well, we're sticking to the plan. So when I'm when I'm talking to people, I, I need to be certain that not only they want to be with me in a relationship for seven years, but I want to be with a relationship with them for seven years. Uh, when it when it comes to talking to new people that haven't invested in real estate yet, uh, 
it's tricky because the mindset is a bit different. So what I what I started doing, I joined a couple of master classes and master groups, uh, and I just started emerging or or surrounding myself with people that do stuff that I want to do in the future, but I'm not there yet. But it's uh, it's, it's just such a powerful tool because well, you can see other people do that, so nothing is stopping you from doing it. Right? And and they will also share and teach you how to you know. Uh, structure the deals or how to, you know, what, what to focus, what you can trip on. They've done it, right? They, 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 they have the t-shirt, they have the hat. Right? So yeah, that's, that's how, how I do it. I, I go to, um, I joined the rate club in, in Ontario over here. I, I try to, you know, uh, be part of, of that community. So, uh, it's, it, what, what I found is the real estate community is, is something different. I've never, I've never experienced that before because uh, even in IT, uh, there is, competition you know what i mean like it's it's, it's it's you want to be the best right and over here in in real estate it looks like uh, people are cheering for you right it's like it is more supportive so you 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 start to become supportive as well and and it's just it works right this this energy just builds up and and it's it's very powerful too 100 percent agreed and it's funny because most people kind of have a similar reaction um, when they start meeting these real estate investors, it's like they, they, these people are often very, very open and willing to yeah. share exactly what they're doing. And, you know, the, the way I see it is pretty simple. It's because most of these people have already reached where they want to go and, and they know they can yeah. give everybody the secret playbook. And, you know, there's no secret sauce. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of action. And they know most people don't have what it takes. They don't have the mindset to actually continue to take the action and action and to, you know, plow through some failures in order to get to the success at the end of the tunnel. Um, I had noticed, you, you mentioned IT quite a few times, so I would love to, to ask you this question. It's like, how have you been able to use your, your background in IT and transfer that skill set over to real estate? Well, the whole infrastructure, IT infrastructure behind the Peba properties is, I, I've done it, right? It's like, I don't need to hire anybody to do it. Uh, so that's, uh, that's quite an e easy one, that's, that's an easy game. Uh, when it comes to, you know, being computer savvy and in, in here you, you need to know how to work with uh, Excels and stuff like that, well, that's no problem at all. But, you know, I, I'm coming from uh, a data center business. So IT, I'm kitting the uh, data centers out and I build, uh, you know, uh, systems there. So that's not the level that I can translate into real estate unless I want to start, you know, investing in data center, which is a absolutely fantastic idea, by the way. Uh, because not only you have the building, you have also the services that are inside. It, it's just, it's, 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 uh, but again, it's, I'm not, I'm not there yet. It's a, it's a different shelf. I'm here. It's right over here. Maybe one day. Uh, but no, it, it wouldn't be super, you know, translatable into this world. Uh, a part of the, the user, you know, build the website and do the hosting and set up your servers and make sure that everything is working emails. And so now what we, what we managed to do, we, we have, um, you know, a couple of people in Poland that are interested in helping us out. Uh, we will provide them with uh, laptops and, you know, everything is set up in the cloud. So they'll just power on the laptop and they work away. Right. So, the, so these things, that's, that's very handy because I know that you can pay arm and leg for these type of services right now. Uh, so I can do it myself. That's at least I can, I can save money on that. Very cool stuff, man. Um, so tell me about your vision for your company over the next 12 to 18 months. Like when are you guys working on building, what kind of goals do you want to accomplish within that time frame? So the main focus is cash flow right now, and uh, there's different provinces that provide bigger cash flow than Ontario. So we're going to expand to uh, Alberta and potentially Saskatoon for the Saskatchewan. Uh, 
it's not, you know, the gains, the appreciation isn't going as fast as it usually is either or. Uh, but uh, again, we're, we're focusing on, on appreciation. We have a, you know, a number in mind that we need to hit in order to make sure that this, this show is on the road. And once we hit that, then, well, we can do whatever we want. That's, that's, uh, that's the goal, you know, and, and hopefully during this, during this journey, we can also bring other people to, you know, to it, right? Just to, to understand and to, uh, to uh, be part of it as well. There's so many people that are interested in the financial independence, but they have no idea how to, how to do it and or where to start. And, you know, I'm, I'm at work till 8 p.m. What do you want me to do? Work another two hours when I get home? You know, so we can we can help them out because we know how to do it. If they want just to you know sit back and and watch the show, that's great. Let's do it. Absolutely. And you said you had this goal to get to a point where you can do whatever you want. So let's just say, if you had a billion dollars in the bank and a hundred lifetimes of cash flow still coming in, what would you do with your time in order to find fulfillment and purpose in your life? Uh, I have a very young family. That's, that's my main focus right now. One is, uh, the Irish is eight and the Canadian is one, just turned one eight days ago. Uh, we have our in-laws visiting for three months right now. Uh, well, our in-laws, my in-laws, her, her parents, and then my mother is coming. So the family life is, you know, is, uh, we, we try to, the, the problem is our parents are not getting any younger, right? So you want to stay connected, especially with the young family, the grand, grandchildren. Uh, so we, we brought them over here because we're not moving back to Poland anytime soon. Right? So we want to expand the, the amount of time that we're spending together. So we, we spent two and a half months in Europe this year, uh, you know, working away uh, in, in Poland, but also, you know, to make sure that we can uh, stay connected as long as we can, because you, you do come to a realization that time is it, that time, time is the, the thing. It doesn't matter how much money, billion dollars, I don't need a billion dollars in my account, I just need, you know, 10 grand coming into my account every month. That's it. Right. So, uh, so yeah, but with, with that thought, we, we started to, that's another thing that the real estate in here allowed us to do. Uh, we wanted to spend more time with the family. So we, we knew that they have to come over to our premises. The former house that we used to live in, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do like that would be too much, you know, uh, and with, with your in-laws, sometimes you want to be a little bit uh, have, have privacy, right? So, so this house now that we're in uh, allows us to do it, and that's also through real estate and through connections, and you know how how we learned, you know, we learned about bridging loans and stuff like that. So we managed to buy this house, not sell that one yet, but then sell that one and pay for it. It's just it's such a super fun game over here that uh, yeah, we just the learn the more we learn, the the more we like it. So, fun. Very cool stuff. I love how you refer to one of your kids as the Irish one and one of them is the Canadian one. Do you like have to split off the food? You have to create um, some potatoes for the Irish kid every night and then there's potatoes for the Canadian that's kid. Right, or... right. Sometimes I have a feeling about that. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, what, what we've done, we uh, made sure that, you know, uh, they are covered. They're both, they're both Irish and, and Canadian. Right? I just refer to them as they. Uh, as they were born, but uh, they can work in European Union and they can work in Canada. And then by being a Canadian, they can also, you know, there's options to, to work in your country if they decide to, right? And it, it's it's such a different start to where we were starting, like in Poland, they have English, they have, you know, two, three nationalities if they choose to, to become Polish as well at some stage, because they can, we're Polish. 
right? So it's 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 such a different world that I hope they will recognize that they they have so many different options that we had to fight for, and it's just given for them. But usually, if it's, it's, it's given, is not appreciated. Right? So we need to figure this one out. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that is generally the case. And yeah, that is a tremendous opportunity to be born into. Like you said, it is yeah. get access to the whole European Union, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> and as well as um, as easy, easy, easy travel to the United States with That's a right. Canadian passport. So Australia, yeah, I, mean, you've given them, I mean, basically, the world is open to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Not the whole world, I suppose, but no, I mean, no. they have. Um, <laughs> but the, the part that we're focusing on, yeah, it's, uh, it certainly is. We, we, we've done our bit to, to help them out as, as much as we can. And now we just need to bring them up to, what, 18? And then on you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. Well, awesome. Um, Pavel, this has been a tremendous experience. Uh, I want to thank much. you so much for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business. I'm talking about three markets internationally. This has been very cool. I know it's been a tremendous value for our audience. Um, to the audience. You'll have easy access to Pablo here. We'll have that in the show notes for you. I encourage you to take some action on the information that you learned today. Do so within a timely period, typically within seven days. It's a good cold goal to have. And tell somebody you know that could hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. So start taking those actions, take massive steps towards your goals. And then before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys on the next one.